Hello, and welcome back to the Iowa Type Theory Commute. I'm Aaron Stump, and we've been trying to talk about verified memory management. And it's actually a bigger area that I think I really appreciate it. But um, a lot of it has focused on sort of how would we write safe C-like programs. So safe systems level programs. Um, we talked a little bit about Rust in here, I think, and uh, that was um, definitely geared towards this. Uh, and um, we're talking a little bit about separation logic right now, which is another, it's become, I think, its own entire field. So um, not a field I'm expert in, and so I'm, uh, I've just been reading this uh, seminal paper by John, the great John Reynolds. Um, boy, the more I <laughs> study programming languages, the more I respect John Reynolds. Uh, he's just had such brilliant ideas uh, related to programming languages. So, um, yeah, so I wanted to say a little more about this paper of his that uh, summarizes work that apparently was also joint with Peter O'Hearn um, or contemporaneous. Or I, the paper sort of alludes to collaborative sort of development of some of these ideas. But I, I definitely don't know the history beyond what the paper alludes to. And... Uh, Anyway, so, yeah, the basic, the, like, the most cool part, I mean, at least for the basic beginner level of separation logic, it's a logic for making statements about the, the, your heap, but uh, it has this thing called separating conjunction, which is basically saying, you know, so think of our formulas as kind of like descriptions of what the heap looks like, but, uh, you know, the, the really annoying problem when you're reasoning about programs that um, access the heap and um, might have aliasing, right, is you're sort of forced to, co to constantly say, oh, you know, X points to this and Y points to this, and oh, by the way, X and Y aren't the same. Like, you have to explicitly talk about aliasing. Well, at least you did until the invention of separation logic, which has this awesome primitive called separating conjunction that basically just says, these two descriptions of the heap are both true, but they're true of different pieces of the heap. Or, I guess more, maybe more correctly, the heap can be split into two pieces, and in one piece, the first formula is true that you're conjoining, and in the other piece, the second formula is true. Uh, and this is, you know, so that basically says, controls the aliasing that can be happening qu quite a bit. Uh, this is just, you know, a simple but really great idea. And as so often happens in computer science, and maybe one of the reasons it's a little hard to explain sometimes to people who are not in the field, kind of like, what, what is research in computer science like? Well, a lot of it is coming up with really great new abstractions. You know, great ideas that sort of um, are very useful and applicable across a lot of different domains. And this idea of separating conjunction, I think, is a great idea, a great example of a beautiful abstraction. And like any abstraction, um, I mean, I, you know, probably at some philosophical level, you could say, like any abstraction, uh, I mean, especially if you're sort of building the abstraction out of something, then you already had the ability to do whatever it is. You already had the ability to express this idea, but the abstraction makes you gives you a way to express it in a nicer way, right? So just like the separating conjunction, like take the formulas like x points to one and y, x separating conjo conjoined with uh, y points to two. Um, so this describes uh, 
a heap where address, I think, I, I hope I understand the basics well enough to get this right, um, describes a heap where um, there's some address X that references, that has, uh, so there's a cell called X that has a value 1 and a cell called Y that has a value 2, and these have to be different. Now, of course, since they hold different values, they would that would sort of force them to be different anyway. But let's just say you had, you know, X points to 1 separating conjoined with Y points to 1. Right, so now that says there are two cells in the heap. The heap consists solely of two cells, one called X that's holding 1, and a different one, it must be different, called Y, also holding 1. The separating conjunction says those have to be dis, you know, different cells. If you just did regular old conjunction, like you said X points to 1 and with a regular old logical conjunction, Y points to 1, um, uh, I think the semantics is then that that X and Y, in that case, I guess they would be alias. I'm, I'm a little iffy on some of this. But the meaning of that would be, you know, the first formula that's being regularly, you know, classically conjoined holds of the entire heap, and the second formula also holds of the entire heap. So if you say X points to 1 and Y points to 1, you say there's one cell, which some people want to call X and some people want to call Y, and it holds value 1. Hmm. You know, so there, that that formula does describe a heap, but it's one where the there's just a single cell. So, um, and anyway, one other thing I wanted to talk about from Reynolds' paper is he sort of talks about how would you verify properties of programs that use data structures? Like, how would you even represent data structures? Be able to talk about data structures in the heap using separation logic? And the proposal there in the paper is that he proposes that we use predicates that connect a more abstract domain with some part of the heap. So he basically proposes um, we're going to have a formula list, and roughly speaking, it's trying to say there's a list. Um, so the formula is like list ij, which is supposed to mean there's a a list that doesn't have any cycles or anything, but it's just cells that start at address i, and then there's you know following pointers. You would I think it is following pointers. You'd end up at address j, something like this. Uh, but in his proposal, you actually don't say list i j. You say list um, alpha i j, where alpha is a mathematical list. He just so he calls it a sequence, but that's just like you know. You're just thinking of a list of values. And so he's saying, like, list alpha ij basically means there is a, you know, a, a data structure in memory from address i, and as you follow pointers, it ends up in address j, or you reach address j. You might be able to follow further pointers, but it reaches address j. And the values stored in these two cell, you know, these little, like, um, two-word slots uh, are... Um, are taken from this sequence alpha. Uh, and he points out that, you know, so you just, and so you write a little recursive definition of this formula. So from a like type theory or something perspective, your, his proposal has you define this predicate, list alpha ij, um, by re recursion on alpha. And this is actually kind of interesting to me because. It, I was wondering, how are you going to set up a recursive predicate that's just kind of like 
whereas nothing needs to decrease really, right? You could just follow pointers. I mean, what if there's a cycle or something? But the whole point of this is you define this formula with separating conjunctions, right? So you basically like the formula says, um, okay, there's this cell at address i. It stores add you know value let's say a1 alpha 1 from the sequence alpha and then it has a pointer off to another then there exists an address k where there's a pointer from that cell now to something which is a list at a list you know tail of alpha address k down to address j um so yeah, so so I was wondering, like, how are we going to define just a recursive predicate where, like, what do we have to recurse on? And his solution to that is, well, you recurse on a mathematical representation of the values in the list. Um, so I thought that was kind of technically a, a, you know, pretty pretty cool and sensible way to go about that. This paper is from 2002, so, you know, 20 years have passed. Uh, but like with a lot of seminal work, I mean, a lot of times, the you know, the essential really great ideas are to be found in the original paper. So um, I definitely can't say that definitively in this area, but um, yeah, um, surely that's at least a good starting point for the techniques that are used. And, and browsing a little bit some more recent papers, it seemed like this idea of recursive predicates to describe structures in the heap is, you know, is still the, the way to go. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, so I've still kind of, on a quest, though, I really I've enjoyed learning more about this. I had learned about separation logic early on, like back about when it came out. Um, not in, in any way anticipating how important an idea turned out to be, um, but uh, I'm still kind of on a quest. So, like, I guess what I really want is um, I want the right abstractions that would let me write functional, like pure functional programs, like Haskell, but with total control over the memory. Um, I, without so like, can I write Haskell without a garbage collector? So can I write? You know, Rust seems like sort of a candidate, um, but I still feel like uh, I mean, may, maybe Rust is. I mean, Rust is definitely, as far as I know, would be the closest thing to something like that. Um, and I know it is pitched. I believe it's pitched as a harder language too. But um, yeah. Anyway. Um, definitely like reasoning and separation logic about the behavior of programs, as cool as that is, would not be what I'm seeking. I, I'd like to, what's that good abstraction that would let me somehow control memory usage? I'd like to not have to talk about addresses very much if I can't, like at all, would be great. Um, could you use ideas from, you know, separation logic or the ownership typing of Rust or something so that you could... Um, you could be, you know, you could give the compiler some help in seeing that your program is using memory um, safely when your program gets to actually delete data structures. You'd be like, okay, drop this now, so we don't need a garbage collector. Even reference counting, you know, is considered pretty expensive for if you really want peak performance. It'd be nice not to have to use anything like that. Okay, well, thanks a lot for listening. And I hope you're well wherever you are. Feel free to drop me a line. Um, thanks to a listener who kind of reminded me about the idea of a Discord server and even put a basic one up. I haven't checked it out yet. I'm sorry. It's been pretty busy. So um, hopefully that'll be coming when we start the next season of the podcast, which was supposed to be now. But I kind of wanted to finish talking more about some of this verified memory management stuff first. Okay. All right. Take care wherever you are.